Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast, where it's all about inspiring change and transforming lives. And here's your host. He's an Amazon best-selling author, six-figure blogger, internet marketer, and one of the top life coaches in the world, Stefan Palernos. Hey guys, Stephanie DeGrasse here with another video. And one question that we've received uh, from some people is just around managing money, basics of investing. Um, I know this is one area that Andreas has got a lot of experience and knowledge in. He's been my mentor when it comes to investing money. Money, he's got a lot of success in real estate, stocks, mutual funds, and uh, we definitely know a lot about it. So let's say somebody... You know, these are from people, Kindle Publishing, they're making some money online, which is great. And, uh, you know, they're accumulating a cash flow now. There's, you know, they've got money coming in savings and everything. What would you say is just some things that people should know about how to manage their money and what to do with their money? Well, I mean, we're, we're talking about money now that's extra, okay? Excess money that, you know, you, you've covered your, your, your mortgage, your rent, your car bills and all of that. We're talking about money that you can put aside now and you can start diversifying, which is key, and uh, and starting to create some passive income. And that's the key here because uh, a lot of publishers, especially the ones that are young, should get into uh, uh, passive income that's compounding, the power of compounding. Because if you're in your 20s uh, or even 30s, you've got lots of time to let that money grow. And so um, you, you want to start investing into vehicles that you don't have to monitor much anymore. That you can just put it aside and you're, you, you trust, you have faith in it and you're letting it grow for 10, 20 years. Okay, I mean, that's that's been my motto is that any money I've invested, I've always invested it long-term. I've kept enough money to satisfy my short-term needs and so I anything else after that is I put for long-term because I started really young in my 20s and doing this and now, you know, 10, 15 years later, I mean, I have, I have hordes of money that's, I don't even look at it. I just look at it every few months and I'm like, wow, look at the progress of that fund or look at the progress of that stock. So, so that's the key. Let's make sure that you're investing money that you can have. Yeah. Now I think I want to mention something on that because I think that's the core basic thing of this is saving money. Cause I know a lot of people live in paycheck to paycheck, right? And they're, their money income goes up, but their expenses go up too. They're yeah, buying yeah. yeah. You can experience. I'm first at, and I know that. So maybe, <laughs> maybe before we get into the different ways of investing, do you want to share? Because I know you've been in a lot of credit card debt, and uh, you were able to get yourself out of it. And I think one of the important things is just like looking at your income and looking at your expenses, and just making sure your expenses don't exceed your income. Yeah. Budgeting and saving and paying yourself first. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, when you start making money, uh, you start to spoil yourself. I mean, that's just natural, right? Because you've lived a life for so long, and uh, mine firsthand being in debt for so long, and you know, like where I didn't really have any asset that was mine. And uh, either the bank owned it, my dad owned it, or somebody owned it, right? And so when you start to make money, it's pretty easy, especially when you start making a lot of money, it's pretty easy to start buying nice things, upgrading your car, your living. 
and things like that. Um, but you got to remember your roots, right? I mean, that's the key. You don't want to get over your head. So you, you always want to budget. I, I make way more than I can spend every month, um, but I still budget. I still, uh, and it drives my wife crazy, okay? Because she says, you know, why are we saving? Like, let's spend money. And I'm like, well, because, you know, you, you don't know what could happen. You right? don't know what could happen, you right? a lot from Kindle one month for six months and then... Boom. You know, something could happen. It's right? gone, right? And and I've always had that mentality, even as I've created more and more and more, and maybe that's part of my success. And, and most wealthy people's success is that they kind of, uh, they make money and they put it aside and they might increase their budget. Um, but you should always have a budget. You should always be able to sit down and say, okay, I'm going to spend 60% of my income. Here in Canada, you know, the banks and, and the people that are lending you money, they're one of the toughest in the world. And they basically take your debt to equity ratio, they look at it and they say, okay, we're only going to lend you up to this because we factor in your expenses, your how much you make, and we take a percentage. And I think it's 65% or they don't lend if you're if it's over 60 or 65% to you. If you if 65% of your money is going to debt and to expenses, they're not going to lend you money. So that's sort of an indication for us that, you know what, we, our budget shouldn't be higher than that. They're basically saying that 35% is what you should be saving. Of your income, and and I know firsthand most people aren't. Um, they're working two jobs uh, to do that. So you need to find. Uh, you need to always sit down and to say, okay, this is how much money I make, and this is how much my expenses are. Yeah, and factor in your taxes too. And factor in your taxes. Um, and and factor in miscellaneous. You know, surprises. The car breaks down. Uh, if you have kids, they're going to need de- uh, braces. Whatever the case would be, factor that all in. And then whatever's left over uh, is what you're going to play. Look at money is that you want to invest for your kid's education or, or, or for something, a newer home down the road or a second home or, or whatever it's going to be. So just one thing also, I guess, before people, let's say someone has the cash flow that budgeted. Uh, one important thing uh, I've learned and you know as well is just having an emergency fund. Yeah. So at what point would you, you know, make sure you have money saved for a rainy day? Yeah, I would save your emergency money first, uh, you know, or do a percentage, you know, like I, I do a year's, uh, a year's salary uh, for an emergency fund. Uh, of course, my, my, my salary's gone up every year, so my emergency fund keeps going up. But, you know, uh, you should always, uh, you, you should at least, so if you make, let's say you make uh, $40,000 a year, uh, you know, then, then you should have that emergency fund at some point. Uh, accumulated that. So if you're out of work for a year, you've got that money. Now, that's not to say that, that that should be your goal and you shouldn't save in other ways, right? So maybe your emergency money should go into some investments that are short-term, right? That you can be able to withdraw if you have an emergency. But um, if you have an extra $1,000, for instance, put a percentage of that into your emergency fund and then a percentage of that into investing into something else. But you should have a nest egg, definitely have a nest egg. Everybody, there's no formula to the nest egg whether it's going to be save 10% or save 20% or save whatever it is, right? I think it depends on how, you know, your tolerance, right? Yeah. The more conservative, the more risk. You know, some people might three months savings or six months savings. But I think there's also a point of diminishing returns where you've got too much money sitting there for savings and you're not accumulating yeah. any interest or, yeah. or making money off yeah. of that too. So it's a little bit of a balance. And, and everybody's security blanket's different, right? Yeah. Like for me, uh, my nest egg, uh, you know, my wife lectures me all the time and says, you know, that's ridiculous. You know, take some of that money and invest it or let's spend it. Of course, she always says spend it, but let's 
do something with it. And I'm like, no, because it lets me sleep at night. Yeah. So everybody's got a different, a different threshold. And so only you can answer that. But you should have something put aside. Um, so don't go and invest all your money, all your free money. Um, you know, go through it, set your budget, uh, then start looking at the extra money you have and then start putting priorities like a nest egg, uh, like money for, uh, for you know, a lot of people will do that. They'll take, you know, a thousand dollars and keep for car maintenance and have that as a separate emergency fund and then have, uh, X amount of dollars for in case, uh, in case the kids need something or I, you're going to need a surgery coming up or something like that. Who knows? Right. Yeah. And then they have an emergency in case they lose their job. And that's the one we're talking about, the big one for your job. And I think, you know, being careful with debt as well, you know. Yeah. Well, um, that's a big thing. I've right? seen people, you know, this one guy from the UK in the Facebook group, um, he funded like his whole Kindle business on credit cards. Yeah. And it's not smart to do, right? So yeah. be careful with getting in debt because, I mean, for me, I've been in debt and you have as well. Like, I know for myself, I'm never going back. I know what that leads to, the interest that you're paying on it, and you're digging yourself a hole that's hard to get out of. Yeah. So. You know, I, I, a lot of people, for example, they say, well, I don't have the money to invest in Kindle books and everything. And I'll say to them, well, go get a job on the weekend, get one, pick up one shift, work extra, you know, make, if you make an extra 50, a hundred bucks, 200 bucks a month, that can go a long way yeah. in funding your Kindle business, but just avoid getting in debt at all costs. Yeah. Cause I mean, it was the worst time of my life. And, uh, you know, I remember times I was, I was taking money from one credit card to pay the other credit card. It was so yeah. bad. And, uh, you know, and, and I was, I was working family business. We were working the family business. And so there was no other money. I mean, the money was from the family business and, uh, I had no control over it because I didn't have control of the business. And so, um, it, it was a tough time and it was a depressing time and I'll never go back. I mean, I, since I've got out of debt, I have never carried a balance on one type of credit in gosh, since I was 23, 24 years old, I refused to. Now, having said that. I do use debt uh, to make more money. Okay, I use use the bank's money to make more money um, to leverage to write off, and there's strategies behind that. So I I've become very good in the last decade doing that. So I'm using the bank's money and I'm using uh, other sources, lines of credits, things like that to make money. So those are strategies, but that is not something you should get into uh, until you have some experience and that you have. I always have the money, whatever money I borrow. I have the money somewhere that I could pay it off tomorrow. And you might have to simplify your lifestyle too. Like I know for you, you made sacrifices yeah. to get out of debt. You know, you live below, well below your means. Yeah. You know, I know for me, I live well below my means. It's just as a sacrifice. And some of you guys, you know, you're living in houses you can't afford. You've got cars you can't yeah. afford. You got, you're living a lifestyle you can't afford. So, you know, maybe just cutting back on, uh, you know, looking at your expenses, cutting back on the cell phone bill, cutting back on the TV bill. Yeah. You know, you have to sometimes make that sacrifice if yeah. you want to get ahead. Yeah, and, and just be patient. You know, when my, my career took off, uh, I still didn't go buy, like where we live in Vancouver, I didn't go buy a million dollar house like some of my friends did and, and had mortgages and, and had built, uh, house payments that were through the roof that basically didn't give them any wiggle room to get to grow any more wealth because all their money went to their home and went to their fancy car. You know, I didn't buy my, my Hummer until I had bought, you know, three houses. Yeah. You know, I could have bought it at, at way back when I bought my, my first home, but I, I did it in steps and, and I, and I grew myself where now I don't have to take those steps. Yeah. So, you know, the wealth is going to come, but you have to be patient and, and, and every decision you make, it has another, has another uh, a repercussion to it. Don't think yeah. it does. You know, yeah. 
I mean, it's true. I mean, you and I, like, you could live in a much bigger house, have Lamborghinis, all that stuff if you wanted to, and I could, you know, live well above, uh, like, what I'm doing now, but you have to be smart about it, you know, you have to... Well, we're young. I mean, you're, you're 30, or I'm not even 30, and I'm not even 40, and I still have two kids that are going to go through university yeah. and, 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 and get married, and I want to help them, I want to give them what I didn't get, um, you know, I'm going to spoil them, they're my girls, right? And so... Uh, I have to think about them. I have to think about my grandchildren. I have to, I have so much to think about and I have dreams and goals too. There's yeah. things that I want to like. So, you know, you, you have to pace yourself and you have to, it all starts at the beginning and you have to take sacrifice. I lived in my factory and my family business's shop so that I could save the money so I could put myself through university and, uh, and try to get out of debt while I was doing jobs. And I did that, uh, you know, in, in two different places. I, I, my, you know, I, I was creative and I tried to, uh, you know, uh, to save money wherever I could and put the money that I made into some other things. And so, um, you know, there's always an opportunity for you. I get people who inquire all the time and say, I'm broke and I'm this and I'm that. And I know, I get it. I, I've been there. But um, uh, there's a ways out. You just, you just got to sit down and you got to think, how can I, how can I? And I bet you, if I sat down with you and I went through your, 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 your numbers, I bet you you're not cutting where you should be cutting. And I think that's important, knowing the numbers, because I know a lot of people when they're in debt and they, you know, they're just, they don't even want to look at it, right? They got yeah. the bills coming in and there's so much pain associated. They yeah. just don't even want to just, know what the total is. Yeah. But if you, it gives you a lot of control and power over your life when you know, this is my income, these are my expenses. You're updating, going through it every month. You're aware of it. Yeah. It, it gives you a sense of you know what's going on yeah. as opposed to just kind of hiding out and well, trying to avoid how it. How many of you are, are, are paying for that gym pass that you're never going to? That that monthly fee that's going out of your credit card. How many of you? Yeah. I did it. When I was in debt, I, I look back now and I say, I didn't go to the gym for two years and I paid $14 a month. Now it's marginal, but $14 here, $15 there. It all adds up. How many of you have got uh, every TV channel possible 150 channels uh, that you're watching on TV now some of you might not be I this, yeah <laughs> <laughs> I exactly. watch like three channels exactly I, I've got, I've got, I paid cable twice right because I got a show, right but I'm just saying like you know how many of you I mean this is what we're talking about right because I've been there you've been there right we sacrificed that so we didn't have to sacrifice now so we're here to tell you that you know if you want to get out of debt you can everybody can and I was as deep as it gets and everybody can. You just have to be creative and you have to cut where you can. You know, I sold things. I stopped going out at certain times. Uh, you know, and it was, and it, it was degrading to me. I felt bad. You know, I'd go out with friends and they would buy me drinks. You know, and now they're the first ones that I spoil. Right? Or the ones that were there who helped me. And so, you know, but it, it was hard. I, I totally get it. You know, you, you're going through that. And it, and it, it, you know, it, it discourages you. You lose your motivation. You lose your confidence, your self-esteem. But you know what? It's not the end of the world. I mean, everybody can get away. There's programs out there. There's ways that you can turn your life around. And, I mean, just with Kindle publishing, you know, there's people that it's such an awesome vehicle that you have control over. The more yeah. you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. But you yeah. can make some really great money. You know, just whatever money you have, just reinvesting into it can go a long way for you. So Exactly. Yeah. So I guess you want to get into... Yeah, let's go into the investing. So you have, you know, a positive cash flow. You have money to invest. You've got an emergency fund. What are the different avenues of people that people can look at? Well, there's, I mean, the sky's the limit. And of course, every, every country is going to be different, right? Some of these vehicles that we're in Canada and the U.S., 
uh, probably have uh, the, the largest amount of uh, different types of investments that you can get into. But there are other places in Europe and in India and, and, and they have their own. The place to start for beginners would be would, would be go to a bank. Okay, go to a bank that's, you know, don't go to, a, you know, a, a small Mexican bank um, that, you know, is owned by the cartel. Go, go to a serious, legitimate bank that's uh, known in your country um, and, and they have some vehicles that, you know, whether it's their government bonds or whether it's going to be savings accounts with higher interest rates, uh, whether there's guaranteed certificates that the government is selling. So those are your like your safe assets. Those are the ones that maybe you want to put some money in and you're going to leave it for a long time. You're not going to make a huge amount of money on it, but it's going to be better than sitting in your bank, uh, not making you anything. Um, and it's going to be safe because it's with uh, the government or with a big bank that you don't have to worry that they're going to go under and, and you're going to lose your money. So that would be your first step, uh, especially for inexperienced investors, ones who are just starting out. You can go talk to financial advisors. Most of them in the, in, in the world now, the banks, they're free. Uh, you can sit down with them and you can say, you can talk to them about uh, how much money you have to invest. I would invest monthly, try to get on a monthly plan. That's the first thing I told Stefan is take, you know, even if, when he first started out, it was $25 a month and he went and he put it into a bank, uh, a bank fund. And, I, and he probably now still has that. And he's increased it. And uh, he looks back now, probably seven, eight years later, and he's like, wow. Like, I mean, because that's the great thing about growth yeah. is that when you see it growing, you're like, you look at its potential. You said, I mean, time flies, right? You're into yeah. so many things. You're, 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 you're getting into all these new ideas and projects, and time just blows by. And you don't even notice it. You don't yeah. even so, notice it. So, you know, we learned this from the Wealthy Barber book, which yeah. is a Canadian uh, book and it just said you know take 10% of what you make put it into a mutual fund or investment or whatever and then just automatic you can automatically set it up so you don't even see it you learn yeah. to live without it yeah. and then over time it starts to compound as well and compounding is one of the most powerful things out there but over time you know it might seem like 20 bucks 100 bucks a month over years yeah. it ends up being like an enormous amount of money so it's a lot of power in that. yeah so that that's your first step that's what I encourage all of you um, is to go and, and just talk to a financial advisor at a bank because they're free service. Uh, they'll sit down with you. They'll look at how much money you, you know, you'll, they'll work a budget out with you and they'll, they'll set it up for you so it's automatic. It'll just come out of your, your bank account every month. And that's great. Start small and then you'll get a feel of it. And then as time goes on, you can look at it and you can say, I can afford $10 more, $50 more. Okay. And then a after you start accumulating some of that money, what do you want to do next? You want to diversify. So you want to start taking some of your money. Uh, instead of increasing the amount in that first investment, start getting into some other investment. That's why I'm into real estate. I'm into stocks. I'm into funds. I'm into everything. And, and I'm doing that even in my career because I have a physical business and now I have a, an online business, a virtual business. So it's always good to diversify yourself, especially like for instance, when you're, when the economy is strong, interest rates are low bank bonds and, and uh, those types of vehicles don't make you as much of a return. So if you had your money in somewhere else, like maybe some mutual funds or some stocks, um, they're a little bit more risky, but uh, aren't affected by the, the economic booms in your country, then you know maybe you, wouldn't be, you, you won't make as much money there, but you'll make more money on that. So like for example, I, I have, uh, when I first started out, I bought some uh, mutual funds. We have mutual funds, which is just a collection of stocks. Uh, with less risk. And so I invested in that. 
So there's a lot of very little risk because I invested in a bank mutual fund. Well, later on when I accumulated enough money and I wanted to diversify, I went and invested in the bank's stock, right? The actual bank. And here in Canada, we've got five, six huge banks, chartered banks uh, that we have as an option that are considered some of the safest banks in the world. And so nothing is 100% safe. Everything has risks. But, you know, I went, I scaled up, right? I, I went from a small uh, investment and I went into a bank. Now, if you wanted to diversify it even more, maybe not invest in the same bank that you hold the mutual fund with. Maybe go and try a different bank, right? So if that bank does well, you're going to make money in, in that stock. And then if the other bank does well, you're going to make money in that fund or that GIC or that whichever. So um, that's diversifying, and I encourage that as you uh, you start to make more money and as you want to spread out. And and you know the first thing, another way to diversify is buy a home, buy yourself a house. So you're in real estate, you've got some savings in in government secured investments. Now you've got some money in some stocks. Now I don't encourage you to go into into stock market. Okay, I'm just saying this as an example. Stock market is very risky. Okay, so you, you always want to go talk to a, a financial advisor, uh, a stockbroker, or, or whatever. I'm just giving you as an example some opportunities that could lie out, lie there for you once you have sort of your nest egg, once you sort of have uh, certain investments, and you want to upscale into some other assets. I would always encourage you to go buy a house first before you get into some of these bigger uh, vehicles, right? Own a home. Okay, make pay off your mortgage. If you have extra money, pay your mortgage off. Yeah, or even you know, getting into real estate as an investment property as well. You know, yeah. I bought two years ago an investment property and just making sure that you know the math works out and everything and what the mortgage is, <clears throat> and then being able to rent it out for at least cover the mortgage or to make a positive cash flow because you know that's one thing I learned. I'm reading this Tony Robbins book and he talks about you know asking people what are you investing for and he says it's for income is what you want it to be yeah to make a cash flow or dividend or mm -hmm. whatever it is from your investments yeah yeah and and I mean that's the that's the end goal right I mean you know I and but it, it also depends at what point you are in your life yeah you know right now in my life I don't depend on any of the cash flow for my real estate ventures I don't it depend on the cash flow from any of my uh, my vehicles of investing in the, in the stock market, the mutual fund, or wherever I have my vehicles. Because I make good income from my other business, um, and, and that's where a majority of my income that for day-to-day. -day. All the other things I've accumulated um, are for my future, so that one day I can decide that, okay, now I'm going to pay off my mortgage on property number one, property number two, and now I've got passive income because I've got rental income coming from them. So I'm not depending on them right now, but I've created those opportunities, right? And that's what you, that's the end goal is that you're going to take your money and you're going to put them into areas that can create you passive income, create you uh, cash flow down the road. I mean, it's great if you can do that now. Like Stefan came to me and said, well, when I, when I went and bought a property, I want to create a cash flow off, you know, create cash flow. And I said, well, do you need the cash flow right now? Right? I mean, you, you, you don't necessarily need it. You've got Project Life Mastery. You've got Kindle Money Mastery. You've got your income. If you create income from those real estate properties, now you're just paying taxes on it. Yeah. Right? So create an opportunity that one day that that's there. I think that's one thing I learned from you. Most of your investments are thinking long term. Yeah. 
And maybe, uh, maybe like starting out, you want to think long term. But I know also you do a little bit short term with stocks and stuff. But that's yeah. more, you're more experienced. You have yeah. I don't money, don't get into risk. that. Yeah, you, you can lose it and take the risk. It's I call it Vegas money. You, right? I call it Vegas money. Right. But, but thinking long term, because I know people they want to get rich fast. Right. They yeah. like they see an opportunity and they they want to get rich fast, which isn't how it works. No. Right? No. You got to think long term retirement. You know, having assets that can compound over a period of time. You know, maybe taking money, investing into a business or Kindle or whatever, yeah. that could be something that can produce a higher cash flow. And that's a way that you can diversify as well. Yeah. But, you know, just make it, thinking like, more long term. Making money is great. Term. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you, you could do so many things with it. But, but the reality is that if you can find something you're passionate about in a career, I mean, it's, it's the most rewarding thing in your life. I mean, Stefan will probably firsthand say that what he's developed with Project Life Mastery and, and the Kindle business, how he's changed people's lives is probably more rewarding than the success that he's had from, from the wealth and everything that's accumulated, the idea of it all. And, and same with me, like, you know, I, I do construction and I go in and I, and I stood by my name and I stood by my reliability and my, and, and what I gave the value to the people. And, you know, I'm walking into people's homes and they're handing me over a large sums of money and they're saying, transform my home because I'm going to live in it to raise my kids for the next 20, 25 years. And so that's pressure. I take pressure on that. I take responsibility on that because I want it to be, uh, I want it to flow nice. And I want them to stress and I'm taking their life savings. I'm taking a lot of their hard earned money that they've saved a lot of time and they're investing in their future. Right. And so I take a lot of pride in that. And that to me is more rewarding than the money that's coming in the other, the, the money just ties me over on the things that make me happy on my free time. But my day-to-day -day operations, that's the reward that I'm getting. That's why I grew it to a point and that's why I stopped at a point and said I care about quality, Yeah. right? And now with Kindle, it's created coaching. And you know, I, I, I honestly think the value that I'm giving to the students and maybe when they get into the program, they can vouch for this, that they're really paying. I mean, I know it seems like a lot of money, but when they get into the program and they start to realize what they're getting, I bet you they look at it and they say, now if I, if I interview the ones that have left or the ones that are in it, they say, I mean, you can't put a price on the things that they're learning. Yeah, you gotta look and at that to me is rewarding. You gotta look at the long term return that you're getting as well. When you go to a university, yeah. you spend all this money, you're not getting any long term, you're not getting any immediate return. No. It's only, you're investing to get an education, a degree, so that sometime in the future you can get a career Right, and after like years of paying off your student loans, hey man, I'll be the first to say I, I did six years at one of the most expensive schools here that I paid myself yeah. through, and I did a finance business major, and you know I really I got to apply a lot of what I learned in my businesses, but not all at once. Yeah, you know the finance aspect of it uh, that has has given me benefits now for my investing wise. I mean, I didn't implement it till years after I had the money to do it, mm -hmm. right? So I mean, you, you know, when you go to school, you make an investment that you're going to take advantage of for the rest of your life, and at some point in the future. And I think um, you know, there's different vehicles you can invest in, like stocks, mutual fund, real estate, your business. But I think you the one, the one business, yeah, actually, you know, Warren Buffett was asked, "What's the number one investment?" He said, "In yourself." Yeah. Because ultimately, that's what's going to allow you to to educate yourself about investing, managing money. That's going to allow you to make more money, yeah. right? The more you invest in exactly. you, the more, you know, the more money you can make, the more success you can have. And that's yeah. the one thing I've always done, even when I didn't have money at all. I mean, I was going to seminars, I was hiring coaches and stuff, and it's always been the best thing. Yeah, me, so. I mean, you know, if you can surround yourself with people 
that are going to make you a better person, make you feel better about yourself, uh, guide you on the right path, eat healthier, uh, get your own amount of sleep, take the stress off of you. Uh, if you have to go out and you got to pay for that to get mentoring and coaching, do it because you know what? It'll change your life. And, 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 and the strength and the motivation that you'll get out of it, the self-esteem that you'll build, the confidence that you'll build, you, how do you put a price on that? You can't. And that's how you learn too, right? You have mentors. Oh, I, I had mentors in every field from, from stock market to real estate to my construction. I was fortunate enough that I saw opportunities that I could mentor off of someone, you know, and I was probably annoying and, and constantly because I'm a sponge, right? I, I, myself, I was always wanting to learn. And I can't imagine, uh, to give you an example, I'll give you a prime example uh, that signifies it. That I have a mentor in real estate who's been absolutely phenomenal. When I went into the business of construction, I needed to find clients. Uh, I knew him through somebody and I approached him and said, hey, do you have any work? I, I'm going out on my own, leaving the family business and I'd love to have your properties uh, to, to fix up and to maintain, provide my services to. And you know, he was a piece of big time real estate, over a hundred properties, uh, retired in his thirties. Uh, you know, he lives down in one of the most expensive areas, false Creek, 65 foot yacht travels all over the world, never married, um, in his sixties now. And I've known him since I started construction over 10 years ago. And I went to him and I said, okay, you know, can you do that? And he always thought highly of me. He always saw me as a hard worker. And so he said, sure, I'll, I'll give you, the, I'd rather pay you than to pay someone else. So I gave him an hourly rate, $27 an hour, okay? Back then when I left the family business, that was gold to me because I was making like $20, if that, working for, for debt. And I, uh, I said, okay, $27 an hour. And he would give me a list of properties and I'd be able to fill them in in between my jobs. He was fantastic. Now, along the way, he would start, I built a relationship with him. I was loyal to him and I stuck by him. Till this day, okay, now with everything, I, I lose money working for him. I still only charge him $27 an hour. I do not like him calling me for jobs. Let's put it that way. But I still do it. I still send my guys. Get more I still go. Probably. Because over that 10 years, he's the reason that I went into real estate. The knowledge he provided me, uh, he would call me out of the blue. He would say, read this article on this interest rate. Really, you see what is happening over here in this market. I paid attention to where he bought his properties. I kind of had a vision of, of where he was because he did this 30 years ago. And where we So guys, uh, to conclude. Yeah, in regards to where I was uh, about my mentor, find yourself a mentor, okay? Whatever it is, whether it's an uncle, well, whether it's somebody that you, you know that says, successful, yeah. somebody that says, surround your pe yourself with successful people. I've always believed that there's someone smarter with you. You have to leave your ego at the door. Ego and business do not go well together. And I know that's hard is as you get successful, you think you know more than the, the person beside you. You think you have a right that's more than, than the person beside you. But be humble. Uh, remember your roots and surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. Always. Because uh, there always is someone smarter. There's always somebody that works harder than you. There's always someone that's smarter than you. There's always someone that's nicer than you. There's someone with someone that has just a tougher mind than you. There's always. And if you come across those people, soak them in. Because you know what? Every day is about learning. And if you're willing to learn, you're just going to be that much more successful in your life. I've done it. I've surrounded myself till this day. I still do. If I see an opportunity that I can learn from somebody, I try to make friends with them. I try to be around them. And I try to help them the way that I can and, and in return get the same back from them. And, and I'm doing that in my coaching session 
with my students. I'm, I'm trying to give them ideas. Uh, they're going out and starting their own businesses, and it's not part of my program, right? And I'm guiding them through the steps of getting from A to market, and I'm providing that. And, and you know, and that's what life is about, and, and, and I'm trying to be a mentor to them. I'm trying to pass it back to them. So if you have that opportunity, great. If you don't, hey, Stefan's here. I'm here. There's probably other people online that you can you can find that you follow. Invest in that because you know what? That is for the rest of your life. You can't you can't put a price on that yeah. at all. Yeah. Awesome. So we covered a lot of areas: just managing your money, debts, investing, saving money. I think this is really valuable for people. And again, if you guys want to know more about Andres's coaching, or you can message him. Uh, it's available. We'll have a link to that as well. But thank you guys for watching. We'll see you guys in the next video. Thanks for listening to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. Make sure to visit the blog at www.projectlifemastery.com for more videos, podcasts, and articles that can help you take your life to the next level. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.